Welcome to the Rise Inside podcast, hosted by Justin Starbird and powered by Rise Robotics. Listen as host Justin talks to experts from the Rise team about topics relating to mechanical engineering, industrial design, commercialization, and innovation. True collaborations work when ideas are integrated at inception to solve significant problems. Rise Inside brings together how the team continues to work with great folks to commercialize ideas. You're listening to the Rise Inside Podcast. Here's your host, Justin Starbird. Welcome back to the Rise Inside Podcast. My name is Justin Starbird, and today uh, is kind of a neat deal. Uh, I get the opportunity to to bring on a couple of guests to continue and wrap up our our series um, that we started back in July, uh, centered around Disability Awareness Month, and and actually has continued um, to talk about a whole host of different topics. But today, I get to welcome in uh, Roland Mattern, the Director of Marketing for Esight Eyewear. Roland, so great to have you with me today. Yeah, good morning. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having us. This is uh, this is a really um, you know interesting topic. You sit in a really fascinating role. Do you, you want to tell me a little bit about Esight, and then and then we brought a, a guest with you today too. Absolutely. So maybe I'll start a little bit with uh, my experience. I've only been with Esight for a year and a half, but I've spent about twenty years in ophthalmology and sales and marketing management. And what keeps me in ophthalmology is the impact that interventions can have on improving people's vision. And I've I've worked in surgical devices most of my uh, career in ophthalmology. But I got to say, eSight, when I found eSight, and what I've discovered is the impact that this technology can have on its wares is, is unbelievable, where we can take people who, you know, are dependent on others who have lost central vision and we can make them functional again with their vision, read 2020 and, and live independent lives. So it's an amazing technology. And uh, well, that's how we, you actually introduced us to uh, Rosa Henderson um, and she came to rise, you know, about a, oh man, I think now it's almost been six months. Um, but, uh, you know, she shared uh, with us, you know, uh, her f- newfound abilities using eSight and, and working with you. For sure. And uh, just a little bit about ESAT as well, if I, if I may. It's a, it's a neat sure. organization with a great story and its foundation because the founder and inventor of ESAT, both his sisters uh, had Stargardt's disease, which is a juvenile form of AMD. So they lost their central vision uh, quite early in life. And his inspiration was to find resolution for sisters so they could uh, see again. So, you know, after years of tinkering and, and uh, trying different techniques, Technologies, uh, the end result is is eSight today. So it's a quite a remarkable uh, uh, story of inspiration to help family members as well. And that's that's uh, that's our foundation. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, you also brought a guest with you. Would you like to introduce um, your our guest? I sure did. So with us today we have Gary Foster, who is uh, an advocate for eSight is uh, a former employer, uh, employee rather, of eSight and a user of eSight. And Gary discovered uh, eSight in uh, 2017 or 2015, I believe it was, uh, and has been a a loyal wearer ever since. And it has had a tremendous impact on his uh, his life, on his independence and all the things that he loves to do. So um, his story is very interesting and, and very inspiring. And uh, I look for, look forward to hearing it and uh, sharing it with the audience as well. Well, welcome, Gary. Appreciate I appreciate having you here. Actually, I'm thrilled to be here. Um, any opportunity to 
uh, you know, spread the word because when someone like myself and I look at what I get from this technology, I want the same for everyone that has low vision. I mean, um, it, it, it made a complete uh, profound difference in my life. It's made me completely independent again. I travel all over North America unassisted because uh, when I wear eSight, I actually have 20-20 vision. Without it, I have 2400 vision. So um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, uh, it's a thrill to me to introduce this technology to people because um, there's still, it amazes me there's still a lot of people that aren't aware of this technology. And, and it's been around for, you know, quite a while. I think it, the first wearable version was 2013 and I got my yep. first one in 2015 and I'm wearing the fourth version of it today. And sure. um, I mean, I can do everything except drive a car. Yep. Um, my, my field of vision with it is 37 and a half degrees. So um, driving a car would, would quite frankly be foolish, but, but as far as doing everything else, um, I work, I have my own wood shop. I work yep. with all the power tools. I, I, um, I have a wood mill. I actually, believe it or not, spent yesterday logging in the bush um, and uh, with a chainsaw. And it amazes the people around me when they watch me and see what I can actually do. Yeah. And without it, I was pretty much stuck in the living room wondering what I was going to do with my life. And, sure. and so when I got this, uh, this wonderful gift, um, I, I think for me, it, it made, it, it actually changed my life. It completely changed my life. Um, I had gone for about five years without uh, central vision before I found eSight and, and expected my eyesight to just get worse and worse and worse. Um, so what, what, uh, what led you, what, what happened that five years previous or, you know, what, uh, what led you to, you know, leading up to eSight, uh, what were the events that had transpired? Well, I, I, um, I suffer from uh, AMD. In, our, in my family, it's very common, very, very common. I have a sister that's a year younger than me. She has it. My mother, my grandmother, uncles, aunts. Uh, we just learned that a bunch of our cousins have it. Um, and our doctor always uh, classified this as premature age-related macular degeneration because in my family, we do get it young. So I was my mother's caregiver when she lost her sight. Um, and I have to say, I thought that if it ever happened to be uh, because of my experience with my mother, I would be completely capable of handling this situation. And, you know, I knew what to expect and everything else. But I can tell you honestly that nothing prepares you for losing your eyesight or your eyesight, I should say. Um, I wasn't prepared, even though I thought I would be, because I didn't realize the simple tasks that I wouldn't be able to do. I've always been a very independent person and to have to become dependent was a real challenge for me. It really was a challenge. So um, I had a very dynamic job. I worked in the Rocky Mountains. I lived in Lake Louise, Alberta, and, uh, and I had a lot of people, uh, you know, that I was responsible for. I was responsible for all of the highways and the national parks. So everything from avalanches to snow removal to road repair and bridge repair. Um, I was the operations coordinator for all of that. And it was very, very demanding. I went from that on a Friday or no, on a Wednesday to being unemployed on a Thursday. Um, when my eyesight got to the point where I could no longer maintain a driver's license, um, that was the end of my career. And 
So yeah, it was hard to just go home and wonder well, what next. And my eyesight just kept getting worse and worse and worse and uh, ended up having to leave Lake Louise, move into a city, which I'm not a city person. Yeah. And um, my wife, she went to work every day and I wondered what I was going to do with myself. Um, I ended up as an ambassador for the Canadian National Institute for the Blind, just to try to be active. And it was at one of their conferences that I first encountered Eastside. Yep. And, uh, and I, I was a non-believer because it sounded too good to be true. And I remember standing in a long line of people that wanted to look through this device. <clears throat> and there was a fellow there, a uh, bit of a gentle giant named Tyler Moore, who wears eSight. And he was holding them up for people to look through. And there was so many people that um, he was talking to a group on his left and holding the glasses up on his right for the queue to come through and look. And when it was finally my turn, I'm looking through the glasses and my wife, my wife stepped in front of me. And she said, well, what can you see? And I said, I see your face. And she started to cry. And I looked around the room and I said, I can see everybody's face. Yeah. And I heard next as the glasses were pulled away from my face. <clears throat> and it was like, oh, my God, <laughs> like I need to know more. So that was yeah. my introduction to eSight. I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. Went to talk to my doctor about it. He'd never heard about it. Uh, he, he was skeptical. And I flew from Calgary to Toronto. Uh, to do a complete evaluation and found that for me, um, I read to the bottom of the eye chart. I couldn't believe it. It was yeah. absolutely phenomenal. And uh, shortly after that, I purchased my first pair and started learning how to relive my life independently and right. got really good at it. Um, <laughs> I went back into my shop working with my tools. I had to do that when my wife was at work. Because yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask. So, is is that so, Roland? Is is this you know something that you hear every day, or is you know Gary an outlier? Like, you know, how uh, in terms of uh, you know the use cases uh, for eSight? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, I would say uh, the fact that Gary uh, runs a full, uh, you know wood mill and goes logging and runs a full uh, a wood shop on his property. I'd say that aspect of it is probably an outlier. We certainly don't recommend uh, doing that. <laughs> Although Gary still has all 10 fingers, so he's doing a great job. Um, but the experience yeah. of being able to go from, you know, legal blindness or worse vision to being able to read 2020, recognize faces, be able to play cards again or a garden or pursue whatever hobbies you have, you know, watch your kids or grandkids, um, at sporting events or at a live show, those are all very, very common uh, experiences for our users. Uh, so it is very impactful. Uh, you know, there are certain kind of criteria that we screen for that either makes you a good candidate or, or not a good candidate. Uh, but with our screening, the actual success rate is, is quite high. Uh, and, uh, you know, the first thing we test is just basic visual acuity uh, at distance with a reading chart. Uh, recognizing faces, those type of things. And then we get more into activity, activities of daily living uh, where, you know, you are looking out the window and reading street signs or being able to recognize the license plate of the Uber you're about to go in. Uh, so those kind of experiences are very, very common for, for users of, of eSight. Well, that's pretty exciting. And, and Gary, you know, you, you were mentioning some, some challenges. I mean, that must have, before learning of eSight, I, you know, and having had a full range of vision previously, and then, you know, going to not having it, not only were you 
you know, unable to do some of those tasks, but, but what did that do to some of the, the mental health that you, you were um, having to deal with? Well, I was a very active socially person. I was very involved in my community. I was the justice of the peace in Lake Louise for 28 years. Um, I just was very, very involved in my community. And all of a sudden I was just sitting at home and <clears throat> wondering what I was going to do with my life. And I, I didn't think I was becoming depressed, but my family would argue. Um, I was just quiet. I, when people would come over, I was an engaging like I normally would. Because when you can't, if you're having a conversation with people, you judge um, how you are received by the look on their face. <clears throat> For me, when I would say something and I wouldn't get a response, I didn't know if they were, they were happy about it or sad about it or offended by it or whatever. And it got to the point where um, you do start to withdraw a little bit. And, and, and my family certainly noticed that I wasn't as outgoing as I had been, even sure. though I didn't really realize it as it was happening. Um, certainly by the, you know, after a couple of years, my family was talking to me about it openly saying, you know, you just don't seem to be the same guy. And, uh, and, and it was gradual. So I had to do some soul searching before I realized that, um, why am I not the same guy? And, and I think it was just simply because I wasn't as comfortable um, in a social setting as I had me. And I started to withdraw a little bit. And, and there wasn't a lot for me to do. Um, Roland knows me as an incredibly active human being. Um, hey, I know I you as an incredibly active human being. and I've only known you for like 24 minutes. Well, I mean, I, the thing is, I did so much <laughs> when I could see. Um, I, you know, I, I was busier than the average bear, let's say. And, uh, and, when all, and it was all taken away. Like all of it was taken away. I, I used to have an, an airplane. I was a pilot. Um, I used to have a motorcycle. My wife and I would travel all over the place on a motorcycle. I actually missed the motorcycle more than I missed the airplane. You know, I, I, we were very, very active. And, uh, and I have many hobbies and interests. We both love museums. Imagine going to a museum with no central vision. I mean, <laughs> what's the point, you know? And, uh, and so we stopped doing all those kinds of things. And, when I got to eSight, um, I, I was so excited. I was pushing the envelope. I mean, my Tyler Moore ended up being my coach. And, uh, and he, he was always cautioning me <laughs> because of the things that I was doing. And I remember the engineers starting to get interested in my case because they, well, first of all, they thought that I was going to hurt myself. And then uh, when I was saying that I was doing certain things, they would say, well, we're not going to tell people to buy eSight and you can go and do this. I said, absolutely not. I've been doing these things all my life. So I'm reintroducing this to my new found vision, um, which is why I still have all my fingers. But uh, for someone that's, for example, never operated a chainsaw, if you wouldn't say to them, hey, get an eSight and you can go learn how to use a chainsaw. I would never, right. ever say that. But for me... I pushed the envelope. I wanted to do everything I did before. And I do, except drive. So that's that's just my my world. And yeah. uh, as I pushed the envelope, the engineers were, they were so interested in my case, they actually started asking me questions. And I even got involved when they were, um, were getting ready to upgrade to a newer model. 
they brought me in and, uh, and it was fascinating to be involved at that level. What about the technology Roland allows, you know, folks to have success at varying, you know, degrees. I mean, of course, you know, Gary might be the outlier in terms of how active he is, but that a lot as he, as he shared, you know, pertains to previous experience when he had full, full range of sight. And, and so, you know, what about the technology, you know, allows folks, you know, to be able to regain their vision, even if it's in a, uh, you know, I wouldn't say it's limited because as Gary shared, you know, he's at 2020 now, but, um, it, you know, having some, having a new, a new range of sight available to them. Yeah, it's a great question, Justin. So um, as was already mentioned, the de- product is designed really for central vision loss. So AMD, you lose your central vision, but your peripheral vision uh, is, is intact. And that's kind of the secret of the device and its design is it works with your peripheral vision. So in its simplest form, um, you're wearing uh, electronic glasses and on the bridge of your nose uh, is a camera, a high definition camera. And it captures the image that the wearer can no longer perceive with their natural vision. And then inside the glasses uh, are two small OLED monitors, so two tiny TVs, one in front of each eye, close to the eye, kind of where your lenses of your glasses would sit. And that displays the central image that the camera is picking up. And the wearer uses the remaining photoreceptors in the periphery or the parafoval area uh, to process information, in essence, take that information and, and feed, the, uh, you know, feed the brain, the, um, the visual cortex, and the brain then interprets the vision just like it would any other vision. And then as Gary describes it, when he um, uses the device and manipulates the zoom, the contrast, the brain sort of overlays that central image over the blind spot. So the uh, where the scotoma is, where there's no vision, that blind spot simply shrinks away to where Gary can then uh, recognize faces or read or do all those things. So it's really just a combination of camera monitors and and a software algorithm that uh, are the basis of the technology, but then there's all kinds of other um, factors you can manipulate to optimize the image. So brightness, contrast, uh, zoom, all those kinds of parameters that manipulate the, the digital image will enhance the ability for the wearer to see depending on their specific condition. So you still don't recommend, you know, staring at the sun. Do not stare at the sun. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, let me ask you. So Gary made a couple of other points, and I want to hit on those real quick because he he said that he received his first pair of glasses in, in uh, 2015, and now you're on to your your fourth uh, iteration of you know enhancing the technology. Uh, you know, how do you share this mission and, and for, you know, and share, you know, what you have available and, and, you know, how, how do people find out about this, you know, or, or, you know, you're the director of marketing, you know, <laughs> how, how, how do you have this outreach to folks that, um, you know, it could potentially, in, as in Gary's case, you know, change their lives. Yeah, the company really started, uh, selling direct to consumer using a digital advertising means uh, to find the potential user and then um, doing demonstrations to see if it, if it works for them. Uh, that model, it, it, the acquisition cost is, is quite um, high. And the challenge with this too is if when you find one 
you know, potential consumer. And even if they decide that technology is right for them and they purchase, well, congratulations, you found one person now starting all over again, which drives obviously acquisition costs up. Yeah. One of the things that all these individuals have in common, however, if they have um, you know, visual impairment, central vision loss, AMD, whatever the disease state may be, uh, that is impacting their visual ability, they all are in the care of either an ophthalmologist or an optometrist. And so we've really had a, a significant shift in our efforts in the last 18 months. And that's part of the reason why I'm here is to really drive awareness in the healthcare uh, professional recommendation uh, channel. So when a ophthalmologist, as an example, sees someone like Gary and they're treating uh, AMD with uh, anti-VEGF injections or monitoring disease progression, as the case may be, when they hit a certain visual acuity where eSight can be helpful, we want them to go, hey, this could be a great candidate for eSight and refer to us. So we've set up uh, a whole telehealth program where physicians literally just can refer us a patient. We will reach out to them. We'll do a quick screening to make sure they're a good candidate. And of course, that they want to try eSight. And if they do, we'll send them a device right to their home uh, and do a telehealth experience about an hour with a specialist, teach them how to use the device, see if it works for them, see how they want to use it, give them some tips. And then we uh, let them use it for a few days in their real world environment to make sure it suits their, their objectives. And then they have a decision to make whether it's for them uh, or not. And the reason we set that up is one of the unfortunate realities uh, in physicians' clinics is they are busy. There's no shortage, unfortunately, of, of uh, AMD patients especially. So they don't have the time to um, really work with a product eSight because it takes about an hour. Um, they're busy you know, diagnosing and, and treating disease through a variety of methodologies. So this way we can partner with them and take that, out of the, that burden out of their clinic and uh, take good care of their patients outside the clinic and expose them to technologies like, like ours. So we've been really focusing on that. So we've been attending uh, key ophthalmology conferences uh, to drive awareness just through uh, these uh, trade shows. Um, we've also been doing digital reach out to the physician channels and you know, we're slowly building that uh, as, we, as we grow. Sure. Well, and you're doing things like this, right? I mean, this is a, a unique audience uh, here for the Rise Inside you know, podcast. And Gary, you'd made uh, mention of something that I thought was, was truly unique. Uh, and that was before we even got on the, the, the show. And that was that once you had a pair of glasses and you were acclimated to the technology and what they could do, that you became a full-time employee again. What was that experience like? Well, um, first, I have to say that it's something I never thought would happen again. And so when I had an opportunity to go and work full time, um, I, I was like, like, like a kid in a toy store. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I wanted to learn everything about the inside workings of that office. I worked with everybody. I, um, I just I wanted to know each and every bit of what I was supposed to be doing. And and I branched out. I mean, I not only did I learn the job I was uh, there to do, I just started doing more and more and more. The more capable I was, the more they they uh, got me involved. And um, and but aside from that, honestly, aside from that, um, I was the honestly I was Johnny Appleseed. I mean, everywhere I went in my personal life, um, I was happy to be stopped by anyone and asked, "What are you wearing?" 
And, uh, and my wife and I both, I mean, we've had more cold meals in a restaurant because someone came over and asked and we were happy to sit down with those people and share and tell them how it might help someone in their family, a, a, you know, a brother, a mother, a grandfather, a grandmother, whatever. And we were excited to share that technology. And so having the full-time job gave me back my my confidence gave me back that ability to be uh, speaking in, you know, socially and, and, uh, and working with really large groups of people, which is something that I do. And um, so for me, it was, it was just so exciting. Like there was, there was nothing that I didn't want to do. If it was possible for me to do it, I would do it. It was, you know, like a lot of people in their careers, they don't want to be piled on with other things. For me, it was, well, I, I can't fly a plane anymore, so pile this on, and I can't ride a motorcycle anymore, so pile that on, and blah, 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 blah. I mean, I became um, so busy, so involved, and mm-hmm. even outside of office hours, um, every opportunity to share this technology, my wife and I, you know, you want to be a rock star? Wear one of these on a cruise ship. Because there's so many older people on a cruise ship, but when they started to find out that this was something for the visually impaired, um, I mean, we were very popular on a cruise ship, and, and we loved it. We yeah. because that's what we like to do. We like to share this experience with people, both from my perspective and my wife's perspective, which is rather unique. So, sure. yeah, it just meant that my life was full again. I like learning. I was doing something different. And, uh, and I hope that that's always going to be the case. You know, Roland, as you mentioned that you're uh, reaching out to ophthalmologists and you're, you're going direct to doctor, is there a market or is there, you know, is that element of what Gary just shared, uh, meaning, you know, a very positive influence in the workplace, a, uh, you know, a go-getter, you know, somebody that is just thankful for, and I, I'm, I'm simplifying this here, Gary, so please don't forgive me, but, you know, somebody that has now um, not just the, the confidence, but the um, excitement to, to, to have the opportunity to work. Are those things that you hear often? Is is there, you know, corporate programs that are available that you've seen, or you know, what are some ways that I know Eastside has obviously benefited greatly greatly from this, and so has Rise, um, you know, with both uh, Rosa Henderson and, and Ken Gray, the director of of um, you know product here at um, at Rise. So you know, are you seeing other examples of that and and other relationships that have developed? Yeah, I think there have been uh, a number of um, collaborations uh, throughout the years. Uh, Dell Computers, as an example, did a program with uh, eSight uh, where they granted actually a number of units uh, to, to kids uh, in Texas. We work with a number of uh, charitable foundations, uh, CNIB in Canada being, uh, being one of them, where uh, we promote our products and make sure we, we do get the word out. And people like Gary and other users, you know, they all have very compelling stories to tell. So uh, we try to capture those user stories as well. And they're always on our website. So when people do get to us digitally and they find us digitally, they, they get some, you know, real world testimonials. It's, it's one thing, you know, the director of marketing telling you how great the product is. Um, that's my job. Um, but when you have stories of people that, you know, I lost my vision. I run a company. I can't do anymore. With Eastside, I can do it. 
you know, I'm a elderly, a single person. I take medication every day. I needed to move into an old age home uh, because I, I couldn't dose my medication properly. And with Eastside, now I can continue to live uh, independently in my uh, apartment or in my home. Those are incredible stories. So we do leverage those uh, for sure. Um, but with physicians, you know, you also need to have some clinical data, you know, prove to me that that uh, this works. And so we do have a clinical study that was done a couple of, uh, number of years ago that demonstrates, hey, we have a seven line improvement in reading. That's that's phenomenal. Seven lines. You know, most therapies in AMD, <laughs> they give you a few letters, um, yeah. 12 letter contrast improvement, 100% mobility uh, retention. So all those, you know, key performance indicators, if you will, uh, sure. have been demonstrated with eSight. And of course, uh, the user stories reinforce how they're applying those things in their in their lives. And you put those two together, it's, it's uh, very compelling. And the funny thing is when we're on conference, and Gary can attest to this because he's been with us at several of them recently, is uh, physicians don't believe it works. So it's impossible. <laughs> it can't work because they're... Uh, they're not familiar with the technology and they're, you know, the first thing is to, is to, to doubt it, which is what they should do. Prove to me it works before I, I, I right. you know, engage patients with it. Uh, so we've had some great conversations as well um, in the last year and a half with, with a number of physicians who've then become referral partners because they're so impressed with, uh, you know, with the product, with stories of our users like Gary's and then seeing, oh, they actually have clinical data to back this up. Uh, and then slowly they, refer to us a patient or two and then they wait to hear some feedback because we really do take very good care of those people that they refer to us um and then they gain their confidence and they become uh, wonderful partners in in, in bringing us uh, their patients who can benefit uh, from eSight. so it's been a, a i mean it's early stages but it's been a very symbiotic um experience for for everybody involved so far that's so cool. Uh, Gary, what would your message to potential employers that are looking at, you know, opportunities or, you know, what are some things that they should do to evaluate if, you know, they have a workplace that actually can give all folks um, opportunities? Well, um, first of all, when you've got an employee that's been there, say, for 10 or 15 years and, and they're at the top of their game, and then all of a sudden they're struggling and, and you know, they may not be able to continue. Um, everybody's replaceable, but you don't necessarily get the same caliber uh, as you just lost. And it takes right. money and time to train people. So, so my message to employers is that if, if, um, if you are going to lose that employee, the, the, it's going to cost you money. That, that's all there is to it. One of my messages to employers has always been that um, your company would save money by purchasing the device for that employee. Mm -hmm. And now that employee could give, like I said, it might give you another 10 or 15 years of service <clears throat> doing everything that they ever did in the office before. I mean, certainly not for a truck driver, but anybody that works in an office or retail or anything like that. I mean, it's, it's perfect. I've, I've give, I've shared this message with corporations in the past and, uh, and to the point where one corporation in Alberta, um, it's a, it's, uh, the Alberta treasure branch. Um, they created a board within their company, uh, just around low vision. And if anyone in their, um, you know, in any of their branches is starting to struggle and they feel that eSight would work for them, 
after an evaluation, the company has pledged to purchase the unit for that person. And I mean, th that to me uh, was just a wonderful thing because it is going to save money. When I went to go and get this job full time, I told my insurance company, because uh, I was on long-term disability, <clears throat> and I was so excited to phone them and say, I'm going off with disability, I got a full-time job, blah, 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 I got to move to Toronto and all this. They cautioned me against it. And I thought that was really bizarre because, well, wait a minute, you're paying me tens of thousands of dollars a year to sit at home on my couch. Uh, I don't pay taxes. I'm not engaged in my community. I'm not, I'm not doing anything for anybody, really. I can go back to work and I, I can, can become a, a contributing member of my society and pay my taxes and be independent and have better mental health and all of that stuff. And they said, well, if you do, you can't change your mind. And I, it wasn't a gamble to me. I just said, right. not a problem. So I went off disability and I went and got my full-time job and there was no looking back. And I want to say, um, and you can edit this out. I went back to that insurance company when I was working for eSight. And I gave my message about people that you have that you are paying to sit at home on the couch. They might want to go back to work. And this might help them do that. And you would save a ridiculous amount of money if you bought the device for your client and he went back to work. I, and for me, it's a no brainer to me. It's just like, well, yeah, that makes perfect sense. It's a win, win, win. The employer wins, the employee wins, the insurance company wins. And to me, it was just a no brainer. Um, but we, <laughs> I never got any traction there and I don't understand. And I'm hopeful for the future. I'm hopeful that, as more and more people are, you're starting to see more and more people out in public wearing eSight, you know, doing different things. Um, I'm always eternally hopeful that somewhere along the line, someone's going to get it. Yeah. And that means a lot more people are going to be happier and healthier. Yeah, I well, think that's a, it's a great point, Gary. And the, the other side of the coin too, is we've been talking about primarily AMD because it's probably the largest patient group that we can, we can help. But the other side of the uh, spectrum are young people who, uh, in many cases, through a number of diseases, have lost central vision. Now we can, with eSight, keep them in school, get them uh, a higher education, and make it easier for them to be in the classroom, to socialize, to sit in the lecture hall at university, and then become much more productive um, members in the workplace because they've been able to develop those uh, those skills and 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 get their academic background or or you know apprenticeship whatever they choose in their career path, uh, and you can create a lifetime of of economic benefit for society as a whole as well as the individual. So um, you know it's a pretty amazing product in that sense. And uh, to Gary's point, it's it's always a mystery to me why um, you know insurance companies aren't all all over this. Um, and, and, you know, the fact of mental health was mentioned earlier today as well. The, the burden due to vision loss of mental health is unbelievable. There, there's been so much published uh, on this uh, over the years. And, you know, I can't make the claim that, you know, uh, that eSight would help solve that problem because uh, we don't have the data to, to state that, but it, it stands to reason that, if vision loss has led to 
uh, the mental health challenge, maintaining somebody's vision and functional vision uh, should be able to help alleviate at least some of that burden. And again, that's an economic um, equation as well. There's a lot, a lot of uh, money being spent on on the treatment of, of uh, mental health. Um, and perhaps we can help lessen that burden if, if more people had access to the technology. Absolutely. Well, so what's next for, uh, for eSight? What's next, um, you know, for, for you and your, in your plan? Well, I mean, long-term, we'd like to be a household name. Uh, we'd like to be on the tip of the tongue of, of every ophthalmologist in North America and beyond. But I think those are, you know, big, hairy, audacious goals in the long term. In the short term, uh, we are going to be attending the American Academy of Ophthalmology this month and the American Academy of Optometry to continue to uh, drive our message uh, to the healthcare community. Um, We have a new product in development, so um, we're always pushing the envelope of making the product better. Uh, So um, we're hoping to have a release of a new product in 2023. So our R&D colleagues are certainly working uh, on that. And in the meantime, uh, we are continuing to work uh, through our digital channels and our our face-to-face channels to ensure our our message gets out there and we can help as many people as possible. Great. And Gary, you know, what's next for uh, for you and your wife? Well, um, we look forward to any opportunity that we can, um, you know, assist eSight getting the word out, which we do. We love doing that. Um, we, we love traveling to the different cities and meeting different people. We continue to do that. Um, but on a personal level, uh, I'm, like I said, I have my own sawmill and I have my own wood shop and a friend of mine has a very large piece of property that uh, the trees have to be brought down. Um, I'm going to be an incredibly busy person until I am no longer able to do this physically. Um, it's not going to be my vision that's going to stop me at this point. Um, somewhere along the line, my legs and my knees and my back are going to say it, enough is enough. Right. But um, but I am an active person. I love it. Um, my wife supports me in it. And uh, yeah, I'm just a really busy guy uh, doing different things than I would have in my career. But I am just as busy or if not busier. I'd like to add something, though, about the conferences. When I first started to go to conferences and meeting with doctors, um, I was always amazed that why haven't you heard of this product? You know, it's in medical journals and this kind of stuff. And, and I was surprised, you know. And then the next step was they were always so incredibly skeptical. I understand that. But what's happening now is so gratifying. Doctors are coming looking for us, wanting to know more. And to hear a doctor say, for example, man, I have 10 patients right now that I can't do anything for. And I would love to introduce them to this technology. I need to know more. When we're starting to hear that now, um, I honestly, speaking for myself, in my involvement at these conferences, I really feel like I'm accomplishing something. And that's wonderful because um, I'm more into what it does for that client than for the doctor or even Eastside itself. 
I mean, my message is, um, here's this technology. Let's let's get it into the hands of the people that can use it. And I'm starting to hear more encouragement from doctors. And, and Roland uh, would agree with me. I mean, it's so gratifying to have a doctor come up and be all excited because he's heard about this. He comes and he talks to us about it. Um, we'll d- do a demo. And, uh, and he's excited to go back to his practice and get the word out. Um, That's great. I think we're we're definitely gaining ground here. Well, I'm appreciative that you've each been able to share, you know, not just your story, but also the mission of what's going, you know, what you're doing, how it's helping folks all over the all over North America, and and how employers can really start to take advantage of this. I mean, I, I appreciate, you know, Roland. Thank you for joining me today, Gary. I appreciate you joining me today. Pleasure. Yes, my pleasure. And if any of your listeners want to learn more about eSight, they can visit our, visit our website at www.esighteyewear.com. There's tons of information on the product. There's user stories, a little bit about the company, and something about um, the various retinal diseases that impact um, central vision as well, if they want to learn a little bit more. So please come visit us uh, and reach out anytime. That's awesome. I also want to say a special thanks to our chief product officer, Ken Gray and uh, Rosa Henderson here at Rise, who, you know, really initiated this entire series. We have been celebrating Disability Pride Month, uh, which was in July, but we've extended it because there's really, you know, no end in sight and, and that a disability shouldn't mean that there shouldn't be an opportunity. And so here at Rise, that's something that, that we're working really hard on and, and appreciate both of you being able to share your stories and for all my other guests that have shared, you know, their opportunities as well. You've been listening to the latest episode of the Rise Inside podcast on behalf of Roland Mattern, the Director of Marketing for eSight, and Gary Foster. I'm Justin Starbert. Until next time. You have been listening to the Rise Inside Podcast, presented by Rise Robotics. On behalf of our guest today and host Justin Starbert, thank you for listening. Please share your feedback on our LinkedIn page 